Hello, Topical listeners. Before we get started today, I just want to remind you all of some of the great merchandise available on our website that also helps directly fund our operations here at The Topical. At www.theonion.com backslash store, you'll find all kinds of great OPR gear, like our new OPR sweatshirts and tote bags, as well as our new certified coronavirus antibody test results. They've been professionally doctored to show that you've tested positive for the coronavirus antibody, even if you really haven't. With a positive test result, you'll never have to worry about convincing someone that you can go back to work or go to a party or public park ever again. Get yours for only $99.95, or for just $50 more, you can get two positive test results for yourself and someone special. So don't wait. Check out theonion.com backslash store now. We'll be back with today's top stories as soon as you're done shopping. Now that a handful of states are beginning to lift their stay-at-home orders, some Americans are beginning to resume their lives outside the confines of their home. But that might not be good news for everyone, as botanists across the country are becoming increasingly worried about what returning to normal life could do to the nation's houseplants. We're extremely concerned that people haven't adequately prepared their plants to go back to life as usual. Now that the plants are used to their caretakers being home 24-7, a sudden change in routine will most certainly lead them into an emotional spiral, where they refuse oxygen to their roots to make their leaves go brown. Or worse, use their leaves or branches to strangle themselves to death as a way to lash out against their owners. That was Dr. Matthew Weibold, a botanist from Miami University, putting out a call to remind Americans that our leafy friends might struggle to understand the sudden lack of attention when lockdown guidelines lift. And I'm honored to be joined by Dr. Weibold now to discuss how to keep our plants from losing their wits and potentially harming themselves once we return to work. Dr. Weibold, thank you for joining us. Hi, happy to be here, Leslie. So I've got a small hanging fern in my apartment, and during quarantine, I actually managed to give it proper sunlight and not use it as a place where I throw my keys and pocket trash into when I get home from work. Now that I assume it's used to me watering it and giving it proper sunlight, how can I and millions of others like myself keep it happy when I head back to work? Well, to start, practice leaving the house for only brief amounts of time first while telling your plant, I'll be back in a friendly, high-pitched voice. When you return home, give it lots of praise and tell it it's a good plant. And reward it with a pinch of miracle Grow. Okay, easy enough, but does that work for every plant? It depends on the energy level and personality of your plant. For example, if you've got a more high-maintenance plant at home, like a Venus flytrap, consider rewarding it with a live bat or lizard to eat when you return home from work, so it knows you haven't forgotten about it. Otherwise, you run the risk of it gnawing at its own roots out of anxiety or even attacking a small pet inside your home. (laughs) Seems like our plants are more needed than we thought they were. Unfortunately, that's true. Most people assume that their plants die because they didn't water them correctly or give them proper sunlight, but that's false. The majority of the trillions of houseplants that die every year perish from severe depression because their owners simply did not give them enough attention or kiss them cutely on their stems and tell them how proud they are of them. This just leads the plants to believe they aren't good enough and the world would be better off with them dead. Interesting. What else should owners be doing to help our buddies transition back to being home alone all day? Plants love to look outside, so put them by a sunny windowsill to keep them entertained while you're gone. And more than anything, they crave companionship. Consider getting them a friend, like a low-key succulent or a countertop herb garden. Hmm, What about anxious plants? How can we make this transition easier for them? Be mindful that what looks like antisocial behavior may just be loneliness. Consider leaving the TV on or wrap their pot in an old t-shirt with your smell on it. 
And this might not be feasible for everyone, but if your office is plant-friendly, I recommend letting them come to work with you. Oh, I'd love to bring my fern into the OPR studio, but the last time I tried, dirt got everywhere, which just made me mad at it, so I lashed out and threw it against my office wall and called it a loser. But then I immediately felt bad, and I scooped up the dirt and roots from the carpet and placed it back together. So... I think we're on good terms. Just remember that plants respond well to positive reinforcement. You throwing it on the ground and killing it will only teach it that you are a bully and not to be trusted. Oh, I disagree there. Sometimes you need to show your plants you're the alpha, so I don't think there's anything wrong with occasionally wrestling your plant to the ground and keeping it in a chokehold to show them who's in control. Well, science would argue otherwise. Hey, hey, no, sir. Stop dropping your leaves on the ground. I said stop it. No! Okay, you are asking for it now, buddy. Come here right now! Bad plant! Bad! <sighs> Sorry, Dr. Weibold, my plant's being a bit of an asshole today, but thanks for coming on to the show. Uh, <clears throat> my pleasure. We'll be back after this. Quiet! Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? <laughs> Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, no, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? No. Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Well, since you made it to the end of the episode, I'm going to go ahead and reward you with a little news roundup paired with some peppy outro music to help us wind down. Here you go. Liberal arts colleges across the country announced they'll be reopening their doors come fall to keep in line with their long-held tradition of pretending the outside world doesn't exist. Representatives for the thousands of liberal arts schools said there was no better way to celebrate the spirit of their universities than to welcome students back to an environment that in no way, shape, or form is representative of the real world. And for those looking to bask in the splendor of nature this summer, Yellowstone National Park is reopening and with some impressive modifications. Yellowstone officials announced today they've installed convenient electric car charging stations and dozens of bison throughout the park. So you can road trip through the stunning canyons and beautiful hot springs without having to worry about running out of battery. Mm, good for the environment as well. And finally, there was a brief moment of joy for people today amid this pandemic. The nation was reportedly delighted by the image of an exceptionally fat child on the Internet. Americans were able to gleefully admire the size and shape of the 15-month-old who was far larger than a child of his age should be. Many Americans describe seeing pictures and videos of the girthy baby on their computers and smartphones as nothing less than euphoric. <laughs> Always nice to hear of people being happy at the expense of others. And that's The Topical for today. I'm Leslie Price. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can like and subscribe to The Topical wherever you get your podcast. Just think of it like a New Yorker subscription, but without the hassle of having to throw away an unread magazine every week. And don't forget to join us for tomorrow's episode, where we'll have the story of one heroic chef who's been repurposing thousands of pounds of raw beef and pork and turning it into protective gear for our healthcare workers. Mmm, sounds delicious. You won't want to miss it. We'll see you tomorrow.